All right. Destination Wedding. Isn't there a movie called Destination Wedding with that um, indigenous actress? Oh, um, or is that... Or is that top wedding? No, top, top end, end wedding, wedding, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're such mums. <laughs> Just getting it slightly wrong. Slightly wrong. Welcome to Literary Anything, our Marion Libraries podcast where we talk about anything literary and literary anything. I'm Jane. I'm Paula. 2020 wrap up. Yay. <laughs> is this our most fun episode of the year? It is fun. It's a little less pressure, isn't yeah. it? It's just a bit more cash. I feel like I'm like really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although we always say that, don't we? This is true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. This is a bit bit of fun. Yeah. A little uh, taster of what we liked you know, for the year and yep. um, maybe some things we're looking forward to next year. Yes. And, yeah, just a little something for before Christmas. Yeah. Do you want to get us started? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me which way we want to go first. Do we want to do... I've got my um, book overall first okay. and then podcast book okay so overall book yep. yes sure okay. so your personal favorite so this is yeah. not including this is just of all the books you've read this year okay right yep. and I've got my little list I have a little diary that I write down all my books in Paul is a little yes. bit more high-tech than you're me. so old school Jane because <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to flick through it makes me feel good to Aww. see the number of books I've read yeah but I do that too but I just do it on Goodreads I know but it's <laughs> I don't know I don't know. You like the tangible. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I had um, three books that I, that really stood out to me that I read in my, like personally this year. Mm. Um, So I've got, I almost, I almost couldn't choose a top one, but my favorite runner up was The Spill by M.B. Neem. Oh, you did love that one. I just loved that book. I was so into it. That was, um, a great quick read and really you're in it and you're done. It's a very, what's the word, uh, intense quick read, mm. but I loved it. Nice. Um, the other one I loved was Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Oh, yes. So that's right. That I couldn't, I'm, I'm actually going to say they're equal favourites. Right. I'm not even going to say. Wow. I mean, they're apples and oranges though because that's fiction and non-fiction. Well, my other one's the top one. So okay. Spill, Runner Up. Yeah. Top two is Glennon, Un- uh, Glennon Doyle Untamed and The Arsonist by Chloe Hooper. Oh, yes. Which I, I really liked. That. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so they're my two favourite, both non-fiction. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I'd encourage anyone to read them. They're great books. Yeah, and if you um, want to hear Imbi talk about The Spill, mm. um, that's one of our podcast episodes. You can listen to that yeah, here. Absolutely. Mm. Um, Arsonist is really chilling, and I can't remember when we – I talked about it on one of the podcasts earlier in the year, maybe March or April, mm. I think. Yep. Um, it's an investigation into um, the arsonist of the – Black Saturday bushfires, specifically in Churchill in Victoria. Um, so that was way back in 2009, those Black Saturday fires. So um, it's an investigative piece um, and she sort of do- does a little bit of a dive into the arsonist himself, 
where he's from, the socioeconomic environment that he grew up in and, you know, did that um, mould him into mm. into the person that he'd become that would do something like this. So it's fast-paced, it's clear, it's engaging, it's really quick to read, great book. I can't believe I haven't read it yet. That is so yeah. something I would like. I yeah, love those deep yeah, yeah. dive non-fiction Yeah, kind of and things. it's crime as well. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Really good book. Yeah. It's on Libby too as an audio book oh. as well. Oh, that's how I'm going to read it. <laughs> Thank you for telling me there that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Tell us yours. Okay. So I have a couple of honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is The Things She Owned by Catherine Tamiko Argyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we had Catherine for Library Through the Lens. And again, mm-hmm. um, she's on the podcast as well the recording of that so um i highly recommend it because Catherine, this is her debut novel but she just comes across uh so she's so articulate and you know the way she described um even she reads the first a little passage i think it's the beginning of her book and i was immediately enthralled Mm. i was like i have to read that book um so it's the story of a woman who is coming to terms with the death of her mother with whom she had a really complicated um, relationship. So it looks at the nature of grief, war, intergenerational trauma. um, And, um, you know, I'm always banging on about representation. um, And this is one of the books that makes me think of it because because my cultural background is a bit um, unusual, uh, being half Japanese and um, half Caucasian, and especially for my age. um, I don't expect to see um, representation for my cultural background and um, and this is really the only the second book that I've um, read that has um, that representation and it's I find it like affirming in a really w- in a way that's really difficult to describe um, but um, it's the first time that my whole family has read the same book and all loved it. Oh, that's never happened before. No, oh, that's lovely. they all read it and they're not all huge readers, particularly. Like none of them are particularly mm. big readers, so it was um, yeah, it was it was nice for us. And Catherine um, has just been announced on the lineup for Writers Week next That's year, right. which is really exciting. That's as well. so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really pleased for her that she was in that lineup because she's in yeah. some amazing company there, and she's an um, Adelaide author. Yes, that's one of right. ours. That's right, one of <laughs> ours. So super proud. Um, yeah, so make sure you look out for her um, at Writers Weekend. Listen to her on our podcast if you're interested. And oh, we'll be streaming some of the content again this yes, year from Writers be. Week. Yeah. Um, select Monday through Thursday. Yeah, yeah. ones. So yeah. Um, now my second one is Where the Crawdads Sing by mm. Delia Owens. You loved that. I did love that, yeah. and it was um, one that was loved in and amongst the staff here yeah. as well. It was like, yeah, almost all of us in our branch read it and mm. pretty much universally loved it. Um, oh, and I just want to say, sorry again about Catherine's book, that it's not it's, it's not just appealing to me. Like, <laughs> other staff members read it and also loved her book, too. <laughs> um, but about Where the Crawdads Sing, I love stories about children, mm. especially girls, I guess, because I can relate to yeah. it, um, growing up in unusual circumstances, so kind of, um, like, without the usual supervision. Mm. Um, and I kind of compared it to, even though these are nonfiction and Crawdads is fiction, but it kind of reminds me of um, uh, Educated by Tara Westover mm-hmm. and The Glass Castle by mm-hmm. Jeanette Walls. 
Um, but so this is the story of Kaya growing up essentially alone in the marsh area of a quiet fishing village um, in the southern U.S. And um, after all her family basically leave her, um, she becomes known to the people of the village as the Marsh Girl. Um, and it's just such an engrossing and captivating story. And you have so much sympathy for this poor little girl who's alone, alone in the world, um, not even just motherless, but fatherless and familyless. Um, and it's a love story, but it's also a mystery. It's a study of nature. Um, but one of the main takeaways for me um, was the effect of literacy on a person, because eventually she does learn to read, and it just changes her whole life. Mm. So, yeah, I loved that. Beautiful. And my favorite book of the year. <laughs> you, you, you just you I have would no never idea. no I have no idea what you no, choose. You'd never pick it because I had to go back and look at my Goodreads to see what mm. I read all year, and I'd kind of forgotten about it because I read it way back in January. And doesn't January feel like just a million years oh, ago right now? Back when we're all innocent, that's right. free living <laughs> humans. <laughs> well, and I read this book while I was um, on holiday in Thailand with my kids. Holidays in a different country. Like the fact that we got that holiday in, I'm so grateful for yeah. because yeah. everything. That was kind of last minute your trip as well. It was wasn't a bit it? last yeah. minute, and yeah, the place was last minute, and we just had such a fantastic time. And I read this book on my phone. It's the first <laughs> and only time I've ever done that. Um, but it's my favorite book of the year, and it is called. Bunny by Mona Awad. Oh, I can't even remember. You don't even remember me talking that. about no. I did talk about it on the um, the first podcast, mm. or maybe it was in February because I read it in January, but anyway, early in the year. Um, so it's about Samantha, who's in this um, MFA program at a small New England university, and she's a real outsider in her program. She only has one friend called Ava, and then there's this really cliquey group of girls, and they all call each other Bunny, and she oh, hates yeah. them. Yeah, because yeah, she's the outsider. That. Yeah, mm -hmm. but then eventually they invite her into their little clique, and then it all goes completely awry, mm. and it's just dark, it's weird, it's clever, it just gives you so much to think about it's literary but it's just a bit of everything it's it's just it's about belonging isolation it's about writing and creativity and where your creative inspiration comes from and the writing in it is just divine so um yeah, that's it. That's I. I called it Mean Girls meets Frankenstein meets Care Bears meets Kill oh Bill. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just nuts. It's nuts. But I loved it. Wow. <laughs> okay, good yeah. ones. Yeah. If you've read any of those, did you love them? Did you hate them? Tell us. Can you believe that we picked these? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> So okay. now on to the uh, favourite podcast book. <laughs> this is going to be less surprising, I feel. Do you think? Well, oh, well I've alluded to mine a couple of times mm -hmm. and I know which, I, I think I know which one you're going to pick. <laughs> um, I've got two runner-ups yes. and then my favourites. Yes. This was a love-hate read, <laughs> but it's getting an honourable mention. It's not even a runner-up, it's just an honourable mention okay. is My Friend Anna. <laughs> <laughs> by Rachel Deloche Williams. Um, I picked it, I picked all of these books I've picked based on not necessarily what I've, whether I've thought it was well written or, you know, well received broadly or anything like that. It's mm. really purely on, you know, did it 
stick with me? Mm. Have I been thinking about it? Um, does it give me a bit of a feeling when I think about the book? And my friend Anna gives me heaps of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> the hate read feelings. <laughs> um, because I do think about it a lot. That's and interesting. I've even re-listened to our episode about it a couple of times because I'm like, I just, I don't know, it's so fascinating, that whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> that's my honourable mention. Um, and my runner-up is The Memory Police oh. by Yoko Agawa. And I still think about that book too. The snow. The, the snow. snow. <laughs> the snow and the imagery and the um, beauty of the book and the quietness of the book. Mm. It was just such a unusual dystopian novel mm. but it was so lovely mm. in a horrible way <laughs> do you know what I mean there horrible <laughs> people are being stolen and you know um I adored that book and I thought it was beautiful mm. um really nicely written my, my total favorite for the whole year is what we read all the way back in January which <laughs> is The Weekend by Charlotte Wood mm. I just really loved the character-driven storyline of this book. Um, there's such a, um undercurrent of desperation and viciousness and competitiveness between the characters and it's so um, – what's the word? Relatable maybe? No, not Oh, no, you <laughs> said you couldn't relate to them. No, well, right. not really right. because – yeah, they're so different to us, um, and I'm putting you in that category. They're so different to us. They're much older, mm. but there's just um, such a strong connection between the characters, but they're also so horrible to each other <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, it's a look at female friendship, getting older, death, regrets, mm. choices made. Um, I still think about this book a little bit. Um, it's got a really strong sense of place. It's supposed to be darkly funny. Um, but I again, I, and I said this when we recorded about it in January. I didn't find it funny really at all. No, I found that kind of sad and a bit depressing. Um, and yet, it's your favorite. But I just, yeah, I'm okay with, I'm okay with a miserable book. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, but I just, I felt like I was in these women's heads, and I just loved being in that space mm. but I haven't read any of her other books and you read um what's her um, um the natural way of things yeah I don't yeah. think I could cope with that that was that very sound, dark yeah, yeah that sounds a bit too full-on so that was dystopian more sort of handmaid's tale kind of yeah, yeah that's right so I haven't read anything else that she's written um yet but again and I said this in January as well I think this would make a fabulous stage production mm. um I think it's got a very theatrical presence about the book. Yeah. So anyway, that's my number one pick for right. the whole year. The whole year. Of what we read. Right back in January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, my sort of honourable mentions um, mm -hmm. are, well, the first is, I'm sure you're not surprised, The Midnight Library by yep. Matt Haig. <laughs> I won't kind of bang on about it too much because we just did it last month. Yeah. But um, yeah, I really... Love that book. I love the concept mm -hmm. um, of the library where you can go and investigate all your other lives. Um, I thought that was clever. And that won the Goodreads Book of the Year yes, just it the did. other day, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Jane came and told me, and I was like, see, <laughs> it's everyone but you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, my other honorable mention is um, My Dark Vanessa. Yes. So, of course, that was the story of Vanessa mm -hmm. working through her emotions after a serious um, sexual affair she had with her teacher when she was 15. Um, and even though that is so disturbing, um, it was just really fascinating to me to consider the effect of time and context and the culture and what's mm. happening in the culture on our perception yeah. of things that have happened in our and yeah. in our lives I found that really fascinating yeah um, that was a good book that was a yeah yeah just hard going but it was hard good. going yeah. yeah yeah a few people you know chose not to read it because they yeah, just it'd be too much for lots of people yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and my favorite to da, 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 a surprise da. to nobody <laughs> <laughs> is I'm thinking of ending things by Ian Reid <laughs> like yes. Jane's face just like oh <laughs> <laughs> um I thought you might pick that. Yeah. 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 So, of course, that was the story of an unnamed girlfriend taking a drive to meet her boyfriend's parents. And then things start to seem a little bit off and they just continue to get mm. more and more off. Um, and what captured me first was the ability of Ian Reid to build that slow feeling of dread. I just found it was masterful. Like, I just got completely sucked into that. Um, and I loved I loved that. I like being scared. I like watching mm. scary movies. And I love that feeling of WTF is <laughs> happening here. <laughs> I wish that I had liked that more. Yeah. Because it, yeah, I wish that I had liked that more. Yeah. I just didn't love it. But no. that was another divisive one here, wasn't it? Yes. With the staff, lots of people. It was almost I think tough. it was more people disliked it. Yeah. A then few people started it and just abandoned it. Yes, didn't a like few, the writing style. Yeah, a few read it and just thought it was no good. Yeah, like I found the writing style to be quite unique. I feel like mm. Ian Reid's voice is very uh, recognisable as him, as okay. his writing, um, which I like. Um, but the other thing about it was I like a book that deserves a second read, just like I like a movie that deserves a second watch. And this is definitely one of those books. And the second read, of course, I did on audiobook. Mm. And again, I strongly recommend the audiobook. It's available on Libby. Um, but I loved his use of allegory to raise questions about loneliness and isolation and mental health mm -hmm. and our responsibility as a community to others in our community who might be suffering. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like I came for the horror and then I stayed for the deeper <laughs> philosophical questions um, with this book. So, um, yeah, just loved it and also wanted to say don't watch the Netflix film. Yeah. <laughs> it was a you mentioned that quite a number of times. Sheer disappointment. Yes. I was just so disappointed. <laughs> now, we had some kind people on staff who pulled some stats for us. Yes. Um, and they have um, given us a list of the most borrowed fiction and non-fiction yes. books for the entire of 2020 up until this point. Yes, in our libraries. In our libraries, yes, yep. that's right. So Paula's got the little list there. I don't know the, Ooh, the results, exciting. so it's, it's a you know, it's news to me as well, which I'm excited <laughs> to hear. Well, I thought I'd do a couple of – we're going to do the top five, mm -hmm. but I thought I'd do a couple honourable mentions, and I just wanted to mention that um, The Lost Man by Jane Harper comes mm -hmm. in at number eight. Um, I just – you know, we've had Jane um, yeah. Harper on um, doing an author talk here a few times, and so, yeah, she's very popular. Yeah. And, 
um, yeah, so I wanted to mention that. And also, the Dictionary of Lost Words comes in at number six. Aww. And, you know, Pip Williams is, of course, an essay author yeah. as well. And we yeah. had her here for Library Through the Lens. So, um, yeah, definitely wanted to give those two. She's an one of the, um, my favorite Library Through the Lens sessions as oh, well. So yes. she's, uh, if you check out YouTube, our YouTube channel, she's on there. Yes. Um, and she also has been chosen to be in the, uh, for Adelaide Writers Week yes, 2021. She so yes, she's on the lineup as well. Yep. So and that book, Dictionary of Lost, Thing, of Lost Words, is, um, I think it's just been set to be released in the States yes, as well, which yes. is really exciting news for her. Absolutely. So, um, there's been a bit of a buzz um, in the States about that coming out as well, which is yep. exciting. It's huge. Um, so number five is The Night Fire by Michael Connolly. Okay. Uh, number four, When She Was Good by Michael um, Robotham. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yes. Is that how you say it? It's yeah, not? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, number three, Where the Crawdads Sing <laughs> <laughs> by Delia Owens. Um, number two was Fair Warning, again by Michael Connolly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And number one was Blue Moon by Lee Child. Ah. Yeah. So we do see lots yeah. of Lee Child, Michael Connolly, yeah. um, sometimes Bal- David Baldacci yeah. in our top. Huge, big, popular mm. fiction authors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it for okay. fiction. Now, nonfiction, I wanted to... Um, There's one thing I'm hoping is not on that list, but oh. I'll say after you've read okay the list. okay i'm gonna do a few <laughs> honorable mentions um number 18 was stranger country monica tan oh wow i know good right oh, that's good and number 17 was talking to strangers by malcolm gladwell oh. so those are both um podcast books as well as number 11 was my friend anna <laughs> <laughs> what's that number yep. 11 wow yeah yeah whole year for the whole year must be um, our influence. Must be that. That's right. Controversial, chatty episode. <laughs> <laughs> lots and of hate reading. Yeah, lots of hate reading going on in the community. <laughs> um, and number nine was becoming still wow. Yeah, up there uh, by Michelle Obama. Fabulous. And that was our top. Both of our top pick last yes, year. Yes, we agreed last year. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah, um, everyone loves that book. Um, so the to- the fifth. Um, most borrowed book was The Barefoot Investor, uh, the 2019 edition. Was that the one yes. you were going to say? <laughs> well, wait, just hold on to your hat. Number four <laughs> was Women in Leadership. That's oh, um, Julia Gillard. Fabulous. Yep. And Ngozi Okonjo Iwalda. I've just butchered that. I'm sorry for everyone who knows how to pronounce her name. Um, and number three was The Barefoot Investor, <laughs> the 2017 edition. Oh, just the new edition. Oh. No, it's the the 2017 edition was third, and the 2019 edition was fifth. Oh, <laughs> that's been. I mean, you know, it's a really popular book, and it's and it's good. It Everyone's getting book. their finances in order. It's a great book. It is a good book, um, and there are literally hundreds of people waiting on this book all the time yes so many it's it's good we're we're not um snarking because we don't like the book it's just because we're bored of seeing it (laughs) because we just see it so much yeah (laughs) but you'll like this you'll like this you'll like number two (laughs) number two was phosphorescence by julia barrett oh lovely yes yeah so that's a bit fun and this really surprised me number one do you want to have a guess no. I feel like you'd never get no, it. No, I don't think I will. It's okay, I'll give you a hint. It's something I've read this year and talked about. Oh, and it's non-fiction. And it's non-fiction. No, I don't dun, know. Dun, 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 dun. 
No, okay, you don't. Go on. It's um, too much and never enough. Marielle Trump. Oh, is it? I number know. One. Number one. That shocked me. That is shocking because it's gotten terrible. Well, not terrible reviews, but not. It was really hyped, but then it was really hyped, and it was a bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily say that people liked it. They but they just this borrowed it. <laughs> this is true. What an interesting top ten, huh? Yeah. And we'll put the top ten on um, the Facebook page too, sure. won't we? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Put it in the show notes. Yeah. Great. Um, so I've got a couple of things that I'm looking forward to reading. Um, these are my to be read pile for the. I don't know, next couple of months, I guess. Mm. Um, I talked about it a little while ago is there's no such thing as an easy job. Remember the one? Oh. Oh, I can't even is remember. Is that a Japanese one? Yeah. yeah. Kikuko Sumura is the author of There's No Such Thing as an Easy Job. That looks fun and summary to read. Um, I am going to try and be the last person in the world <laughs> to read the Dictionary of Lost Words. Oh, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so I'd really like to read that before um, we see her for Writer's Week. Yes. Okay, so another one I'm looking forward to is called Destination Wedding by Diksha Basu. Um, this looks a bit, and you know I hate this term, a little bit... Chiclet? Yeah. Oh, I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> um, again, an easy summer read perhaps. Um, it's about a character called... Uh, Tina, she finds herself at a crossroads both professionally and personally. She wonders if a week-long trip to Delhi for her cousin's lavish wedding might be the right kind of escape. Um, And then, you know, hilarity ensues by the look of things. Um, So that looks kind of fun to read and it's got a funky cover. Have a look. Looks kind of... Oh, yeah, it's kind of got a purple... Is that a bird? What is that? That's a lady's profile with sunglasses on. Oh, I see it now in the long (laughs) braid. Now I see it. I was looking at it too far away. It looked like a bird. (laughs) And she looks like she's got a beautiful green sari on. Yeah, Yeah. it looks kind of cool. So that's on the list. Another one that's coming out, I think, in February is called Clara and the Sun um, by Kazuro Ishiguro. And... That um, I've not read any of their writings. You have, yes? Um, yes, and also they've made movies of um, The Remains of the Day. Oh. Mm, right? 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 So good. Okay, and so also the author of Never Let Me Go. Yes. Um, this is a beautiful and empathetic novel told from the viewpoint of an artificial friend named Clara. Her place in a shop window, Clara, from her place in a shop window, Clara observes the people who come into the store and those who walk by it every day as she waits patiently for someone to take her home. Oh my God! <laughs> I love it! I knew you'd like oh, that. How good does that sound? That sounds so good. It sounds adorable. It sounds like really whimsical. Yeah. Mm. And a bit odd. Yeah, odd. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll look at when that's coming out. Maybe that could be a podcast book. Yeah, maybe we should. Because that not? sounds like something that like a an eleven year old girl would write, not a <laughs> Japanese British Yeah. You know, I, I think he's in his sixties. Very well renowned yeah. well renowned <laughs> movie making author. Yeah. <laughs> and the cover, look at the cover. Oh, it's a red cover with just a hand and a s with, with the, the sun, sun in the, the middle. Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah, intriguing. We'll look at the date on that. Maybe I'll put mm. that on hold 
see if Paula wants to read it together <laughs> with me. Um, what are you looking forward to reading? Um, I think I mentioned this last time that it's still sitting on my to-be-read pile. Your to-be-read pile is uh, no, ridiculous. It doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> There's some books on that pile that you've been saying, oh, some aren't a bit, you've oh, been saying for six months. Six months. Seriously. Uh, Not that I can talk. I've got some holiday coming up, so I'm planning to just really delve into them. Um Honeybee by Craig oh, Silby. Yeah. 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 So, of course, I loved um, Jasper Jones, and this is his new one that's mm-hmm. just come out. So, yeah, I'm looking forward this to that. This one's popping up on a lot of favorites lists mm. for this year as well. Yes. Honeybee. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the other is have you seen? I'm showing Jane this yeah. book. It's called The Discomfort of Evening. Um, and it's got a very compelling, talking about covers, it's got a very compelling yeah, cover too, don't you think? Yeah. It's, a, it's a black cover with a girl, a drawing of a girl with her red jacket pulled up to her just under her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, this book, it's been described as unflinching and disturbing. And I've just started it. As you can, this is how far oh, in I am. You're quite a way in. Yeah. yeah. And I would absolutely agree with that. Um, this author is 28. This is her debut novel. Sorry, I should have mentioned it's by um, Marika Lucas Reinefeld. Um, yeah, her debut novel. She won the 2020 International Booker Prize for this book. So amazing. amazing. For debut. Yeah, it's just really, really remarkable. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm partway into it and I'm really loving it so far nice but one. it's um yeah disturbing i don't know if you'd <laughs> it made me sound so what's the word <laughs> i know you don't like to like read super unpleasant so overly things, sensitive especially with children it's got children yeah that's why i haven't read crawdads because i can't that makes me feel sad yeah that she's all alone i know it is it's sad yeah <laughs> everyone loves it yeah i wouldn't know <laughs> Um, we would love to hear what you're all going to read over the summer. Yes. What are you looking forward to? Any recommendations? Um, pop it in the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. And this is something else we're going to start for next year. Mm-hmm. We're going to start reading listener questions or comments on the podcast. So there's another reason for you to jump onto our Facebook page um, and send us your questions and comments. And then we might... Um, talk about them here on the podcast yeah. the other thing you can do is <laughs> use your phone to record a question and then email it to us yes um so yeah if you're feeling like you want to hear your voice on the podcast then definitely do that and then you can email it to us at library events at marion.sa.gov.au we would love to hear from you all yes How exciting yes and then we'll play it on the podcast um, just particularly if you're reading, sorry to interrupt, oh, yeah, particularly if you're reading it. along with us and there's something you want us to discuss in particular about that book for the month, we'd love to um, talk about it. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. Um, a reminder that our book for January is Smart Ovens for Lonely People. Have you started it yet? I have not because I've been into this Discomfort of Evening mm-hmm. book. I haven't started it yet either. I'm excited to though. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope you've had fun listening to our wrap-up of the crazy year that was 2020. Um, Keep listening, subscribe, um, join our Facebook group, and um, we'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Bye.
Non-fiction. <laughs> Honestly, Paula. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It's only 10.15, it's okay. Oh, One good. Year abroad. Paul G, as the kids say. <laughs> you should see my kids when I say that. They're just <laughs> horrified. Mom, G. stop saying all G. <laughs> what is it? All G? Yeah. What does that mean? All good. Oh, <laughs> mom. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they make the face that you're currently <laughs> making. <laughs> oh, gee. Did you make that up? No. <laughs> they said it to me, and then I keep saying it to them oh, now. Oh, the now kids they're like, actually yeah. say it. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't say it anymore to them. <laughs> I text it to them. <laughs> what do you write? Just all, all and then a G. G. Oh, Paula. <laughs> you just have to celebrate being a dork. You just have to lean into it. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. I just need to know if it's nonfiction or not. Why is it so hard? <sighs> Still doesn't say. If it says it's a novel, that means fiction. Yeah, that means fiction. Okay, right. <laughs> Hello, we work at the library. <laughs> no, so many things. <laughs> <Not so long. laughs>